Hello, listeners, and welcome to a brand new episode of what is now known to be The Chat. That's right, we took a little break and we are back with a new title and a whole new entire format. This time around, we will not only be discussing our favorite daytime dramas, but we will also be discussing uh, cooking shows, talk shows, anything to do with daytime. So it's a new format with the same host. Let's talk to them now. Tiggs, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Casey. How are you? I'm doing well and I'm refreshed. Rodrigo, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy Black History Month as well. Yes. Um, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we get, and we get a leap year this year, so that's, that's, a, that's a bonus. Yes. Yesterday, yay. Okay. Little Laquisha little will actually celebrate her birthday this year on the <laughs> And speaking of Black History Month, Dee, how are you? I'm feeling amazing. The Susan Lucci of this broadcast is here, so it's super black and super, super powerful. Super powerful. <laughs> Susan Lucci, allegedly. Um, and <laughs> then the man who is wider than a mento but will still celebrate Black History Month, Alan, how are you doing? All righty, well, let's just jump right into it. We have so much to discuss. We're going to start off with talk about All My Children and One Life to Live. Nathan Villian recently hung out with the ladies at The View, and there he discussed his ever-continuing gratitude for his time at One Life to Live. Uh, when Whoopi Goldberg asked him about his acting trajectory, Fillion stated that everything I do every day I learned from that show, I will never speak poorly of daytime. And then Whoopi chimed in by saying, I miss the soaps, I really do. Dee, what do you think about Fillion stopping by the table to chat with the ladies, and what are some of your favorite memories from his time on One Life to Live? Okay, so my personal thing is this. Any single person that was ever on daytime should give props. I mean, it's a trial by fire. You have so much dialogue to learn, so many pages that you need to learn. You need to do it rapid fire, rapid pace. It gets you ready for prime time, for movies, for everything. If you made it through daytime, you can make it through anything. If they did reboot both shows, either shows, a hybrid of the shows, I would be all for it. And you already know, every time he got butt naked with Dorian, I was about that life. So, there you go. And then, Rodrigo, uh, Fillion went on to say, I don't know where an actor can go to work with people who have been in the business 25, 35, even 40 years. Um, I just said that I have no idea what I'm doing, and then they say, no problem, here's what you do, and they then just take care of me. They were really good people. So, Rodrigo, about that statement, how do you feel about Fillion's time at One Life to Live and his continued gratitude? Oh, man, Nathan Fillion... Say what you want, but he has always given props to daytime. He has never forgotten where he came from. When he came back for the for Ace's funeral, sexy and all, Joey mm-hmm. just came back, and that little scene, the little moment he had with Robin Strasser, Dorian, 
I mean, those two were the hottest things to me was Joey and Dorian. Yes. And tell it, that's, tell it, that's what tell that's what started the whole Gene Randolph and Vicky storyline. It oh, great memories and the chemistry that Strauss and Fillion had was just amazing. And I just love actors who do not forget where they come from. I hate, I can't stand the motherfucking actor who disregards their soap roots. And pretend they never came from soaps, and they don't want that resume, and they're not proud of it. Look at Julianne Moore, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. She comes God back to the last, last episode of the world turn. Towards the end. motherfucking class. 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 God damn it. You can't hey, you the part in game where they pay her shit for little. <laughs> Tamika, you leave Julianne alone. Oh my gosh. He just gave her 12,000 names. For real. Well, I say that is because, Nathan, it's called giving back to where you came from. It's called giving respect for the genre that gave you the life you have today. And you just love to see it. I mean, I love when actors who've made it big respect their roots and say yes being in daytime is hard work people think it's so easy to go on that daytime set and memorize 100 pages of dialogue and take four episodes a week like it's a ground it it is a truth people can't do it joan collins couldn't do it Uh, joan van art couldn't do it (laughs) so like for these guys to embrace their past i love it i love it so, more power to Nathan Villian. And Whoopi Goldberg, you should be shaming your damn self. DH is still on ABC, idiot. Sosa is still on the air. I can't believe they, they just flubbed, she flubbed that one up. But that was the only thing I didn't like. But anyway. Well, continuing talk about All My Children and One Life to Live, Tiggs, I want your opinion on this. Soaps in Depth recently asked Carrie Burke, the president of ABC Entertainment, on if there is still talk about All My Children and One Life to Live on the network or even Disney+. And she stated that there have been more discussions, but I can't tell you more than that. Uh, Tiggs, what are your thoughts on this? always loved Nathan Fillion, like, I, I wasn't watching one like when he was playing Joey, but I do remember him coming back for ABC, you know, and I like that, and he's always, you know, had great things to say about folks, and I appreciate people like him, and Sarah Michelle Geller, and Eva LaRue, and Josh Sumel, who was just like, look, I wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for y'all, thank you. And that's all we want. But anyway, um, it's not hard. It's not hard to do this. When Prospect Park first tried to do this seven years ago, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And, and you know, it, it, not to blame them. You know, they just, they, they, they were ahead of their time. Hulu, Netflix, they were just getting up off the ground seven years ago. It was a show here, a show there. But now that we have, you know, Netflix films being nominated for Oscars and, and Hulu series being nominated for Emmy. Why the fuck not? Bring them back. You 
can do four episodes, four 30-minute episodes a week. You can air them every day. You can post them on Hulu. What, by what? I say 2 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cute, 2 3 p.m. Eastern time. It'd be like 11, 12 o'clock on the West Coast. Post them by that time, four days a week, four 30-minute episodes of each show. And that'd be cute. We ain't asking for much. And ABC, oh, well, Disney, owns a part of Hulu. So y'all gonna get the revenue back? Shit. Why not? For bullshit. Just do it. But isn't it, but isn't it that season where they always talk about this? Isn't it that time of year that you see, you, you, you see an article every two, three, uh, you see three articles a month. Are the Stokes coming back? Susan Lucci and what will we talk about? I, I don't know. Just look at it. Just it. Do it. Like, it needs to realize. ABC needs to realize. It has been eight, what, shit, nine years since y'all decided to cancel these shows, and people still talk about it. People still want them back. So motherfucker, do it. Shoulda get off the pot. Do it. Why the fuck? Meanwhile, they put it down. Now, Alan. We figure the, the daytime soaps. You can do that just for a moderate time. I don't want that weekly shit. I don't want that. I want a daily, goddammit. Streamline that shit. Go ahead, Kate. Well, I mean, like Hulu or Netflix, Tiggs, they could just shoot a whole season and then release it all at once. So what if we got All My Children at 20 episodes and then they just released it all? Now, 
So, Alan, um, Carrie Burke also had some praise to give to General Hospital. When asked about the last soap opera on ABC, she said, It's a successful business for us. The fact that they have perfected that model is frankly an example to other producers in our midst. Um, so, <laughs> now, Alan. She, she tried that. She uh, tried it. <laughs> Alan, what do you think? <laughs> now, hold on, guys. Hold on. Let... I was drinking my cocktail and asked me cold. But it was bullshit. Alan, what are your thoughts on this, considering how um, soap fans feel about General Hospital on Twitter in terms of Frank Valentini and Nathan Varney's leadership with that in mind? Alan, what is your opinion on this? Casey, you were playing, you were playing games. Girl! <laughs> you're being messy. You're being messy, y'all. You're being messy. So messy. You are being so worse flowing right now. Let, let me make you go on Go on, Alan. 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 anything to add. <laughs> about General Hospital in general or about its leadership? About um, its leadership in Carrie Burke's statement. Because there's not really leadership going on and I don't know what show she's watching <laughs> shows that I've been watching since I was in my mother's womb. She's probably um, watching yes, Grey's Anatomy. Show 
you can guarantee that the she beef Carly is going to be somewhere injected into it. If she's Ooh, not, then so Sunny's going to be shoehorned into it. Exactly. If Sunny's not shoehorned exactly. into it, then that Jason. automaton Jason is going to be injected yes. into it. You can say whatever you want to say. There will be a storyline that has nothing to do with them, and they will find a way to get them in there so that they can get their guarantees in their episodes. And all it's doing is making people turn and tune out. Like, they are not paying attention to the polls. They are not paying attention to the... I mean, Twitter, for the most part, is a really good post. The whole baby swap storyline is playing out. Like, it's finally playing out. And the thing that everyone is pissed off about is that Carly is fighting Michael's battle. He is not 10, 12, redheaded Michael, whatever you want to call it. He is a grown man. He has nuts. He has hair on his nuts. In theory, he should have hair on his chest. Let him use his chest to speak for himself. He is too old for his mom to be fighting his battles, especially when he's supposed to be the head of DLQ. This is just one of many things that I could talk about, but we only have a limited amount of time, so I'm going to shut up now. Thanks. So, no Tiggs. Sh- um, no shade to Laura Wright. It's no shade to Laura I love no, it's not. Laura Wright. I love her. She delivers. She but, delivers. this shows an overall view I think this shows an overall view of what's wrong with general hospital storytelling still is that the stories are not impactful enough so you know you look at the bold and the beautiful's baby switch and consider what you will about it but that impacted almost every contract player on the canvas and you know it's not really in my opinion um, a matter that the bold and the beautiful is only half hour and general hospital is an hour. That does that should not matter when it comes to soap opera storytelling. When you have 15 characters that were impacted by baby swap on the bold and the beautiful, and then four characters on general hospital, but you don't hear from those four characters, there's something wrong there about how general hospital perceives an umbrella storyline. Yeah. That is and it starts the top, like Dee said. The same producers have had the same mentality about Sonny, Jason, and Carly for years. That they are the leads of the show. We have to care about what the fuck they say. They're always going to win. Everyone loves losers. And I'm like, and you change every writer. The only writer that challenged that shit was Ron Carlovati. He challenged he for it, and he got fired for it. So... I love you, Uncle Rod. You were the best. I don't care what he said. That, that was the best time to be living for General Hospital. Yes. Why people that didn't have a voice were allowed to have a voice. A voice. It people was great. Back. People had points of view. Michael 
Urban name was born out of Ron's writing. Oh, oh Lord. Come on. And then someone had a problem with it, no. and it got him fired. Well, so, and, 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 and like, so, and like, so, like, so like these other writers have to be in line. They have to be in line of what Frank and Nathan want. They try their best. So they need to, to go. They need no, 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 no. They be in line. They be in line of what Maurice Bernard wants. And it's like someone, like I said, tell him Mickey Mouse don't give a flying fuck about Sonny Corinto if that show gets canceled. Well, you know, it's quite interesting that you look at... The show went on. The show went on without Luke Spencer. The show went on... The show went on without a Luke Spencer. And say what you will about Tony Geary. I certainly have my opinions about him. But Tony Geary, Maurice Bernard will never, ever be on the same level as him. And yet the show went on the moment Tony Geary left. So that should tell Maurice Bernard something. That you can do yeah, a soap opera like, without like, anybody. The show will keep going. Greg, yes, you got your little handful of Trump supporters that are missed, honey. <laughs> nobody cares. Well, nobody that's, cares. Another thing, that's another thing I wish he would stop doing is sending them rabbit-ass fans after people. Well, speaking of... You really did three. He needs to stop doing that. It's petty. It's like, more of rabid ass fans those fans returned to the bold and the beautiful uh the week after um the soaps came back from many many preemptions um out of the ratings race for that week the bold and the beautiful gained the most viewers with a whopping 242,000 viewer gain meanwhile general hospital gained the least with t- only 29,000 viewers coming back post preemption <laughs> so <laughs> um Rodrigo, we'll start with you here. Talk about the ratings game and why you think so many people came running back to the Bold and the Beautiful post-preemption. Familiarity. Like, Bold and Beautiful is one of those shows. It can lose all these ratings one week, and all of a sudden, it'll pop right back on up because Brad will start doing some some type of surprise story or something it'll make up. The Bold fans are the most loyal fans. They'll come back for anything.
you know, it wasn't like General Hospital where it just completely went off the air. Like, there was nothing. <laughs> we might as well call this General thing, Hospital's reboot. Is Y&R. The other reason why Bold Beat keeps viewers is because every once in a while, Brad will read my Twitter page and he will <laughs> drag Liam. He will drag Felony Slow. He will drag someone, drag them through the gutter, call them out on their mess. Just when you get tired, he will come through and be like, what? Do something that will get people watching. He will put a couple back together that you, that half of the crowd can't stand, and that the other one they watching just to see what the mess is. He knows how to play to the audience, and then he gets us back on Twitter. He gets us back angry, and then there we are. We're watching. Then somebody will say this happened, and then everyone will tune in to see what the mess is. That is why Bold keeps viewers. I'm just saying that's it's what happened. That's and Bold has some good people. They have the PR. They can call me about all they want. But the longest link of Seffy and Hope keep acting like fucking idiots when it comes to them, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, like, you better like, like, keep Kling 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 alone, okay? No, it's like, no, somebody needs to come to Barry and be like, this is fucking sexist. This is sexist and it's offensive. Oh, because I, I did it at one. I did it at fan club. I did it at fan club. I did it at fan Deal with the bullshit they did with Liam. For the last 10 years. That's what we've we said. Ever. Now maybe, now maybe we'll be said it. You, know? you are never. Never. It's fucking sexy. He did say it. He got told. Casey got told. The executive producer. Like, we have told him. Like, I literally picked in a coup at Bowl the Beautiful Fan Club and said, can you put Steffi with someone whose last name is not Spencer? Can you find a man for him? I have it in writing. And that reminds me, when I see him at the daytime, and you already know, I'm going to show up because I'm mad. Because he said that Steffi was going to get another man. You don't put your little 20-year-old homeboy, it looks like he just now busted his first nut hair <laughs> for a day to appease me. I'm sorry. That is not what we're doing. Stephanie's a real man and preferably one whose last name is not Spencer. You won't give us Bill and Stephanie. You won't give us the triangle that we want with Katie, Bill, and Stephanie. So move her out of the sphere of both and those rabbit fans since you're talking about rapid dance, and give Steffi a new man, one that is not related. Give us Carter and Steffi. Yes. We've been asking for this for I don't know how many years. We can't get started. We've been asking forever. You can't bring Leo back. We've been asking for Leo forever. Shit. Give Steffi a man that Hope has not slept with. That would be good. That Hope has no relationship with. Let's start it over. D, Let's do it. D, at this point, I they would take... Back, like, D, at this point... They can bring back Deacon Lil' D. They could bring him back. He could be wrong. Oh. At least, I don't mind hoping Steffi fighting, but give them another reason to fight for him. Well, Fuck and, him. you know, you look back I'm on the old, Taylor... Taylor. Fuck Ridge. You look back on the Taylor Brook Ridge triangle. Little, little Jack you know, and I hate yeah, when you people know say... You know we don't talk about that person. I need my ambrosia more back on this show. Adrian Franz... Is still out there, and she's still out in Twitter world, begging somebody on CBS get her back on the Young and Arrested or, or Bold or something. Oh, I need Amber not being on that camp. Amber should be in Brooks' ass face. That's the only person Brooke I know. Brooke, Amber is not scared of this bro because she will go toe to toe with her. 
So, okay. See, I'm doing a bold and beautiful. So see, I. I got really bored one day. I got really bored one day when um, my school closed down for a snow day. <laughs> and I started writing. I broke out my laptop and I started writing a bold and beautiful fan fiction. Because I tuned into that show one day and I was too through with it. So anyway, I had Amber come back when Sally quits her job, you know, to go take her trip of a lifetime. And Steffi decides to bring Amber back to L.A. to take Steffi's job at Forrester Creations. And then during this time, Thomas wants to get with Amber to scheme and to get married to her to build up the board in his favor so he can take revenge on Hope and shut down Hope for the future and then also get Brooke kicked out of there. So, see, I came up with that story in 25 minutes. So, why can't Brad come up with a compelling story when he's been writing this show for 25 years? Hashtag, where are the forces? I'm still waiting for, uh, I'm still waiting for um, Taylor to come back. Shit, I t- I'll tell you what. <laughs> Hunter Tylow said, Hunter Tylow said, I will skip my next lip injection to come back to the bold and the beautiful. Because Brooke, Brooke does not have a formidable so anyway let's talk about the bold and the beautiful's sister soap opera the young and the restless the young and the restless rolled out the red carpet these past this past week to celebrate eric braden's 40th anniversary on the show in the role of Victor Newman. They brought back Robert Peruca as Matt Miller, Robert Adamson as Noah, and of course the ever so lovely Meg Bennett as Julia. So Dee, we'll start with you. What did you think of the episodes and then the cliffhanger of Victoria getting knifed? Okay, so the irony of this is that I saw Eric Reagan at a fan event, right? So then, of course, this is happening, and then here comes the 40th. I liked it. I felt like, for the most part, it was really well done. I mean, it wasn't too just over-the-top, oh, I love Victor, he's so great, he's so wonderful, because we had Adam sitting there playing off, you know, being the outsider, you know, wanting his dad's affection, but not, you know, necessarily getting it. So you have that going on. I mean, if Abby could have just got lost, the episode would have been perfect for me because you know how I feel about her. (laughs) But I felt like it was all of the, you know, you know, I felt like it was, for the most part, it was really well done. I was just not down with, um, I call it Stalker Bay upgraded to Stabby Bay. Why you gonna have the fine with those stab people? Like, I'm sorry, there's a big old debate raging on Twitter about how he should have known 
like an off the shoulder. I guess if you like when they're doing your iteration, you can get it. That part I had an issue with. Why you gonna have black people stabbing people during Black History Month? But what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, for the most part, I felt like it was really well done. I felt like the sequencing was really it was quick, but it was just enough, just enough to keep you interested, not enough to get you bored. I like how they did the little, you know, the little flashbacks. They were really well done. I mean, I liked it overall, other than, you know, Stabby Bay going in, killing people, you know, trying to kill people and stuff. That part wasn't cool. But, I mean, if you'd have waited until March 1st when it was not Black History Month or, you know, could have had somebody else get stabbed, that would have been fine or whatever. Now, Alan, Alan, um, which anniversary, which 40th anniversary episode do you think was better, Melody Thomas Scott's or Eric Braden's? Drusilla being high on cough medicine, black people have always had vision problems in Genoa City. So what did you think of Rip- <laughs> what did you think of Ripley's vision issue and stabbing Victoria? Either Amanda's daddy, 
Now, see, well, I, I wanted Keisha, I wanted Keisha Monroe to turn out to be Elena's mom. You want Keisha, so Keisha Monroe. Do you guys remember Keisha oh. Monroe? No, okay. Lord, okay. No, Keisha Monroe. <laughs> okay, so see. Okay. Yes, of AIDS, and remember she caused all the. She caused. No, now hold on now. She caused all those problems for Olivia and Nate and Neil and Drew. So it would just be such a generational impact. Well, I can't help it that you all don't know your soap history. No, now Tiggs, Tiggs. When we're talking about the young and the restless, you can't say Jesus Christ. You gotta say Dear God in Heaven. That is a rule. Oh, dear God in heaven. No. <laughs> well, you have to say something, Jesus. <laughs> I okay. okay, so I, I just think it's appropriate that Eric Braden was celebrated this month because he is the most popular character in the black community. shut us down. That is the equivalent of singing All My Children. That is the equivalent of singing All My Children's Prospect Park theme song. Peter Bergman gonna sue the shit out of us now for even thinking about chemo. He gonna sue you. He'll be alright, You already know I can't afford the subscription service to get us more time on Anchor. You know I can't afford extra time on Anchor, so what makes you think I can afford a lawyer when Peter Bergman comes for our asses? <laughs> 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 That's move Let's keep it. Let's move it right along. Is, 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 is he being busted by Eric Brayton? He'll take his ass to work every day. 
I'm telling you, I'm serious. Uh, okay. <laughs> and they both revolved around him, isn't that? <laughs> now, you know, now if this was Jill Ferry Phelps here. Now, see, if this. Oh, dear God. 45 years, 45 minutes. Hey, that your cousin be asking you feel damn hot playing Cheetos? You be like, oh, 48% of the old, baby. 48% of the old. I'm still being proud of this. She's like, it's like, you're like, you're like, you're Now, see, if this was Jill Farron Phelps. I tell you what, though, if this was Jill Farron Phelps, if this was Jill Farron Phelps, Victoria would wake up from her coma. Well, um, oh my lord, you guys, I tell you what, though, if this was Jill Farron Phelps running this show, Victoria would wake up and you'd hear the role of Victoria Newman is now being played by <laughs> Brian Franz. Steve Burton returns for his second role as the compelling transgender daughter of Victor Newman. <sighs> The role of <laughs> no, I gotta stop. <laughs> the role of Phyllis Newman is now being played by Jamie Luna. Oh, don't go there! Don't go there! Don't kiss my ass on that. I might have just got Jamie Luna a jab. I'm I tell you what, here, no, this is, this is a good one. The role of Ray Rosales is now being played by Kale Brown. <laughs> oh, no. The role of Jill Foster is now being played by Ellen Wheeler. <laughs> oh, no. But you know that's the type of shit that Jill would do, though. You know that is the type of shit Jill would do. <sighs> For real, you already know, like, to the 40th anniversary. The role of Matt Miller would now be played by Christopher Gallagher. Oh, bitch. <laughs> bitch, where you at? Where's she at? No, girl, hold my purse. <laughs> Today. Y'all being problematic today. She's actually retired. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> before um, before we wrap things up, we do have to turn to a more serious note now. Um, I wanted to do this had we recorded last week, but I just want to extend our he- um, heartfelt condolences to Allie Mills, who tragically lost um, her husband, Orson Bean, in a traffic accident. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with Allie Mills, and we hope to see her soon on The Bold and the Beautiful, but for now, we just wish her well, and we give prayers to her friends and family, and of course, the rest of Orson Bean's loved ones. Um, with that in mind, Dee, where can our listeners find you on social media? And <laughs> the ever so lovely Tiggs, where can they find you? They can find me at the best alumni, 11 zero nine. What no? 11 nine Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, I had a good weekend with my man. And Rodrigo. <laughs> Rodrigo, where can oh, Peter... and Jill Farron Phelps in Prospect Park come to serve us our lawsuit papers, where can they find you? <laughs> well, anyway, everybody, it has been such a joy to bring this podcast back to you, and we will see you next time on The Chat. Have a good night. That's right. Hey, hey. 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 Hey.